All right, so we're rolling. Steve Tubbs, I'm sitting here with Joe McDermott from Global FBO Consultants, also leading the X1 Approach Series, which is a consulting sort of engagement and industry awareness um, initiative that we're standing up in, in partner with them. And we've also got the one and only Sean White from Jet Access, who is the Executive Vice President of Flipio Operations. I've got the card here to make sure that I don't <laughs> screw it up. Perfect. Well done. Perfect. So uh, Sean has just onboarded or is in the process of onboarding. You guys got 10 FBOs. That's so right. I think we're, we've got about seven of them on at this point. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking for a while, right? So we started talking with you, I think, more seriously around about March. That's right. Yeah. So it was uh, probably almost, what, nine, ten months ago that we started this process, um, and uh, uh, I mean, it has gone extremely well. Um, uh, uh, you, like you mentioned, we've got seven FBOs live over the last uh, just two months. I mean, we really started launched. We launched uh, three of them at the beginning of September, and four more at the beginning of October. So we're not uh, we're not too far into this. Uh, we've got three more yet to go here in November and December. Much due to the fact that we were coming from multiple different systems. Uh, coming over. So we, uh, as a company, Jet Access came together um, at the end of 2021 um, and uh, just right at the end of the year, December. Um, uh, we, we were, uh, many people may have recognized us from the charter world. Uh, then we had a series of, of FBOs that were actually under the Indy Jet, Nashville Jet, Dallas Jet brand. Um, and then there was an acquisition of uh, the Eagle Creek Aviation family of companies that included Eagle Creek and First Wing Jet Center uh, in the Indianapolis area. So in total now we have six FBOs in the Indianapolis market, uh, a couple in uh, Illinois at Quincy and Mattoon, one outside of Nashville at uh, Music City Executive, and then one in um, uh, at, uh, at Dallas Executive on the south side of Dallas. And so um, as we've transitioned all those systems together over the last, um, you know, talked about it, set it up, uh, uh, looked at all the systems we have from a company perspective, from accounting to maintenance and MRO to um, uh, training. Uh, our flight training programs have a, a system as well as then our FBOs. Um, uh, we, were, we were trying to figure out how we as a company uh, can operate systematically uh, across the board. Uh, you know, you don't want to have, uh, you, we want one version of the truth and you can't really create one version of the truth from a from a data perspective by having multiple different systems feeding data differently um, and operating differently. We also wanted our, our teams to be able to interchange between locations. Uh, again, that's really hard to do if everybody's on a different system. Um, and so really trying to create uh, processes, systems, procedures as we come together as a company of, of 10 FBOs with the expectation that we're gonna grow larger in the coming years, uh, we needed a platform to be able to do that across all of our locations and across multiple fuel brands. Sure. Um, and that was, you know, another major consideration. So we, we've done that, launched, and uh, it's really been a, a, an exceptional process um, over the last, like I said, eight, eight to 10 months that we've been going yeah, through. Yeah, it's been a good run. I tell you what, before we get into the nuts and bolts of that and some of the nitty gritty about why technology and, um, you know, where you're headed with the FBO, FBO network long term, who are you? How'd you get your start? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you doing it? So, yeah, so, um, um, uh, yep. So I'm Sean White. I'm the executive vice president of FBO operations for Jet Access, which is the long title. Um, uh, but the the reality is, is I'm a guy that's passionate about aviation. I came to this industry. I, I, I got my pilot's license as a teenager in high school. Uh, thought I was going to do uh, aeronautics and space, um, and and just some life things changed my path a little bit. And I actually ended up, oddly enough, in government and politics for a while. So. 
My my degrees actually in business. Uh, you was a politician. That actually kind of worked. Right, bedfellows. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it is a little bit of a different yeah. different background. Um, but uh, but I, I you know I, I'm, so I'm not your kind of traditional you know pilot turned FBO manager owner or uh, you know line service line manager. I did not come up kind of through that side of things. Passionate about aviation, but came really more from the business marketing communications side of of the world. Um, which I think gave me some unique uh, opportunities and perspective. But now, uh, leading a t- uh, an amazing team of about 90 employees at Jet Access um, that, um, are, like I mentioned, are, are spread across 10 locations and leading our now today our FBO vertical. I used to have more involvement in our our MRO side of things as well as our flight training side of things. But as we grew and expanded, we moved fr- kind of from a location-based management approach to a uh, a vertical or a business line uh, management approach. And so now I lead our, 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 our great team of, of FBO employees across the, the organization, so. You guys selected X1 FBO. Yeah. There's competition out there. Why did you go for X1? You know, I think, um, uh, you know, and, and not to, to, to overstate, but X1's really uh, on the forefront from a, from a technology perspective. So, so, I mean, one big thing, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, a lot of fuel brands have something that they offer. Challenges is we're multi-branded. And I think we're going to stay multi-branded for the foreseeable future. Um, and so we wanted something that didn't necessarily tie us to a specific brand. So that rules out some systems kind of. And you from, keep your independence. You keep your independence. Keep you know it's your system. It's not somebody else's system. Uh, and so that was big. And then um, you know we've we've been users of other systems, but really X one is the one that's. That, that kind of matches our desire for evolutionary technology that's that's pushing the 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 uh, the envelope and trying to try new things i mean the 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 the, the single point device that is unique you know there's not others that are other yep. putting out there the connectivity to uh, the trucks you know that exists in some ways in some systems but the way that x1 is doing it is completely different the integration um, and, and i think one of the keys about x1 is it's it's not just a point of sale system. It's an FBO operations software that integrates everything and then puts it out to your accounting system. And so um, it, it really was the, the, the logical uh, and, 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 and best choice for us. I think the other thing that really uh, got us excited about X1 um, was the willingness of the team to work with us. I mean, you know, it's a technology company that's 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 not set in their ways, <laughs> and it gave you confidence. Gave us confidence, absolutely. Uh, working working with great partners too. I mean, uh, Flightbridge is a perfect example. I mean, we've been a Flightbridge user for a long time. Yeah, uh, I think they're a great company that's doing some really neat things in the space as well that are incredibly complementary to what X1 is doing. And so the willingness to work together on on things like that show you that it's you know you're you're not you're trying to make the best system for the end user, not just for yourself. You know, as a so. software provider, I think it's important that you dovetail your product into other solutions that benefit the end user. Right. You know, the, uh, I think back in the day, a lot of the solutions that are still in play when they were initially built, they had to be a one size fits all solution. They had to do everything and they didn't have something as simple as an API to wire things up and talk to one another. But nowadays you pick your, uh, I don't know, accounting software. Right. And we tie into it the way you want it done. So you're building your solutions around the way you want your business run with a flexible solution to back it up. And I just don't think it's been that way until no, very, very recently. It certainly hasn't. No. And every FBO is different. And you've got 10 of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
And they're all different. Even the flexibility. Absolutely, and that's I think that's the, the, one of the things that we discussed early on was scalability, right? We've got FBOs that range from 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 smaller, more rural airports that don't pump a whole lot of fuel and only have a few employees to ones that are some of the busier general aviation airports um, in 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 their areas that pump lots of fuel and have large more large more complex staffs and to find a, a solution that can fit and scale to those locations was you know also a major consideration because while you want to create consistency and process and, and whatnot uh, so that people can move between locations you also to your point it's it's not a one-size-fits-all approach every location is different every place has its uniquenesses you know in some places we might manage things that we don't manage in other locations like tea hangers in one location and not managing tea hangers yeah. in another some we actually act as the airport manager and in others uh, you know from a contract basis and others were, you know, one of two, two or more FBOs on the field uh, where there's a lot of complex relationships. So all of those things play into how you do business, how you conduct your business, the tools that you need and the, and the, the, the approach that you take to doing business each and every day. So that's... when you have more than one FBO on the field to competition, do you find an X1 FBO helps you take on a competition? I think it will. We're a little early to, you know, at the stage of, 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 really being able to use it as a tool to do that, but, but seeing the tools that are available through the tracking software, through, um, you know, even just what you can do on the single point device, make, make it easier for, the, for, for uh, not only our staff, but obviously for, for the customer to do business yeah. with us. Send you. you know, anything, I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, that uh, you know, price obviously makes an impact. But it, that's not the only thing people are looking no. for. It's quality Absolutely of service not. and it's value at the end of the day. And so if you've got quality service and this can help you provide quality service, consistency of service, consistency in billing, all of those things that are important to the customer, then absolutely it can give you uh, an advantage over your competitor. So an FBO manager said to me some time ago, the next one FBO, it does so much of the work. We're left then to deal with the customer. Yeah. We provide the better services for that reason. You can focus on what you need to focus on. Yep. Um, and and that, that's, that, that's one of our big drivers of using technology in our business is, you know, labor's, uh, you know, one of your more challenging things, especially in this world, to find. And it's, it's highly expensive. It's challenging to, to, to get. And so how do you become more efficient in this business? Because it's still a highly labor-intensive business. You can't do... I. I I can't replace uh, a line tech moving an, an aircraft with technology. There are some things I can do to make it easier, and there's some exciting new things from Tug Technologies and other things out there right now that can make that job safer, better, maybe a little bit easier. But at the end of the day, it takes humans and wing walkers to move airplanes. It takes, hum <laughs> it takes humans and wing walkers to, uh, or, or be able to marshal in aircraft. That can't be replaced. Moving luggage can't be replaced. Greeting somebody in the lobby, that can't be replaced. But the back-end part of the business, if we can make that easier, faster, quicker, um, that can help efficiency and increase the, the, the productivity of our team, which is, at the end of the day, the only way we can continue to kind of deal with the challenges that the world's handling us right now. You know, I think it's a lot about leveraging smart technology and business aviation the right way. You know, it's, it's, it's rather incredible that we don't, that aviation has been, I, I don't want to say this and offend people or anything like that, and maybe I do, but the, 
the, the, the industry's been reluctant to adopt, adopt modern technology, and it's out there. There's no reason that we shouldn't be leveraging the full might of production-proven modern technology, which, which I think is, to, to your point, is what you're saying sort of drew you over. Um, but also on the support side that you were talking about, I think that's a nice segue into talking about the onboarding process. So I think that we, we had a lot of conversations about how we would structure this yep. at the very beginning. And certainly, um, you know, no, no plan survives the first round. And we've had to adjust fire. You guys are 10 FBOs. You're doing a lot of business. <laughs> we all understand that. That's kind of trend. <laughs> right. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Expect, expectations going in and expectations under, while underway and coming out. Yeah. So um, I consider myself a realist. And somewhat of an optimist. I mean, I, I like to look at things positively, but at the same time, no process is going to be perfect, right? You're, you're, nothing comes out on, uh, you know, you know, uh, plan put together day one, executed exactly as you had had laid out. And uh, but but I think a couple big things. One, X one throughout the process was incredibly flexible. That you know, just we're, we're trying to marry multiple systems here together. And, and in our organization, we took a bit off a big chunk in that we were switching accounting systems our MRO software, our FBO software, uh, even doing some work within our charter and, and management software as well. So we're essentially tearing out everything. Our, our CEO said this morning in a meeting that I was sitting in, you know, he said, we literally tore out everything except for Microsoft Windows and 365. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's literally outside of what you logged into on the desktop where we were tearing that stuff out and redoing it Time to almost modernize. all at once. Time to modernize. 100%, you know, moving from QuickBooks to NetSuite moving, you know, from Excel spreadsheets and, you know, the old version of Total FBO to Corridor, moving from Total FBO, uh, you know, Titan, uh, you know, the Atlas program, um, AvFuel Hub, I mean, and and literally a, you know, mass-built uh, 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 accounting piece of software. All of those things are what we're driving our FBOs, in addition to a lot of Excel spreadsheets. Of course. Um, it's perfect. It's, it's complex. It's simple. <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. So trying to bring all that stuff together and make it feed. Was... And did you find the X1 team implementing your systems? No, they're still. They are all XFBO. It, it really helps when they understand FBOs, and they do, because they're all from FBOs. The system's designed by folks who've been at FBOs. The folks that are implementing it have, have sat behind the front desks and done it. And so that's where the flexibility was key. We moved dates and things around several times. Again, not because, never once really because X1 was like, we're not ready, but we often work. And sometimes it's because of another piece of software not being ready. Our, our accounting software is not ready. So flexibility in dates, flexibility just in how we did it. And then, excuse me, and then, and then finally, I think the, the, the best part of the whole thing was the on-site um, go-live support. Um, the team coming on site and being with us for a week at a time with our team. You know, I, I could do my best to kind of push our teams to, 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 to prepare, do training, get ready ahead of time. But, but the idea of having people on site, that's when kind of the magic happens. And it all comes together and people get it. And that was the feedback I got from our team was having those teams on site was, was the game changer, frankly. And so, uh, and, and again, those teams, when they walked into the FBO, to your point, they came out of an FBO. They they understood it. They could even be helpful to us at the front desk. You know, they understood the language. So the common bond is there. We speak the same language. hundred percent. They understood what they were going through. They know, you know, the challenges that the, the the front desk staff or the line staff are having 
on a day in a day out basis. And so 100% that relationship's almost instant because of that uh, versus, you know, it doesn't feel like when you're talking to support, you're talking to a technology company, you're talking to an FBO, you know, person yeah. who understands it. And that's a, that's a very different dynamic from that perspective. And that so. leads to it being a more personal relationship between the client and the supplier. 100%. Um, I mean, we know people by name. We have relationships now by name. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed. I don't see some of the faces that we know here because they're, I know, working right, right. now. Yeah. But, but, you know, I mean, that's Show the thing. Show must go on. <laughs> Show must go on. Things still have to, have to happen. But, it, you, know, you, you, you know, you spend a few days with these folks and you want to you see them again. You want to hang out uh, and you want to you continue that relationship. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's at a hundred percent, it's, it's been a huge part of the process. And like I said, I think that to kind of just to close that loop, it, it's that onboarding process, uh, and, and that onsite support that for us was, uh, I think the game changer in making it go so smoothly. I mean, it really, you know, I'm not trying to overstate it, but our team has not given me a whole lot of negative feedback at all. I mean, everybody complains a little bit. You changed, you, you, you know, you, nature. you moved their cheese, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's, uh, you know, that, that, that creates, um, that creates some challenges, uh, for anybody, uh, change is not something I think we innately as humans like. Um, and so, uh, I think it's something that that's obviously hard, but given that, that the degree of this change being significant, uh, and the response being so positive, I think speaks volumes to, to the process and to the, to the, Software itself, or the technology itself, being good technology, and you know, and and then the good thing is, is if we if our team sees stuff, I mean, we've provided feedback in the process, and it's taken well. Like, oh yeah, we haven't, you know, free FBO is different. We all do yep. things a little differently. So now that you get into our situation, and you might see something that hasn't come up before, and it's not like, oh well, that's the way the system is. No, it's like, no, we will take that feedback, and we will work try to incorporate that in and, and enhance the system. 100%. Somebody else further down the line is going to have the same difficulty or requirements as you. Yeah, at some point, you're going to run into again. something. There's only so many ways to, 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 to peel the onion. Right. And, and so while there are a lot, at some point, you're going to run into that same scenario again yep. down the line. Or it's going to trigger somebody to maybe even think differently about their business. Sure. Like, because, you know, you start poking in the software and you say, well, why is this like this? Well, that FBO asked for it that way. <laughs> That's kind of interesting, and right. it gives you a little bit of a, of a different way of... And then from the onboarding perspective of that same point, our humans that have done so many of these onboardings have seen so many different FBOs can leverage that expertise to trim some of the fat off existing processes that you might not even know are there. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've asked that question a couple of times where we're going through this and we're dealing with something, whether it be on how tax is implemented, how you deal with credit cards, how you deal with, um, you know, different things. And I'm like, well, how does the other guys do it? Because... I, you know, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Right. You know, the same no time. Doing that. <laughs> I mean, our CEO, Jim, always says, I'd rather learn from somebody else's mistakes. Yeah. You know, There's and I think that, that that comes alive during the onboarding process. So here you are in the midst of a massive technological, technological overhaul. Seems like the end is in sight, at least somewhat near term. Yep. Right. So that initiative is well underway and, and seemingly coming to conclusion. What's next for you and Jet Access? Where are you guys going with this thing? What, what, what's the next year well, or two old? Well, you know, I think, uh, as I mentioned, we're, we've been through kind of a, a major merger. I mean, uh, about 18 to 24 months ago, we were a company of 37 employees in total. We're a company of 400 now. Um, that is in every, what we call every major aviation vertical. So we've, we have, uh, our, our FBO business that we're talking about today and that I lead, but we are, and what's unique about it is, is each of these businesses kind of stand on their own 
with their own ability, which is unique in our world. You know, you, you typically have, well, I'm an FBO primarily and I do a couple of these other things, or I'm an MRO primarily and I maybe also do a couple other things. For us, we believe that the ecosystem all supports each other. And so uh, we're in the FBO world. We are equally in the MRO world. We are equally in the charter and management world, equally in the flight training world, and equally in the sales and brokerage world. And so we have all of those verticals that we are bringing together as we have expanded and grown the company. And so for us, this year was really about getting our systems and processes and things right, which will probably continue into at least the first part of 2023 sure. uh, to kind of really hammer all that down and have us be in a, in a, in a great spot. And then it, for us, it's, um, it, it's, it's what's next. Where do we go? How do we continue to grow the markets that we're in and look at new markets? And so it's really creating the platform that allows us to grow from is kind of the key as we're, we're, we're laying that foundation, laying that platform with our teams, with our people, with our processes, and with our technology to be able to launch and do more um, you know, we're, we're a young group of people that are looking to do something for the next 15, 20 years. Uh, it's, uh, Jet Access is not a company that we're, that we're, we're going to sell or change or do anything large and like that in the, in the near term. We're in this for hopefully 15, 20 years as a team to go do some really exciting things in this, this space of this business where we can hopefully leverage technology, modernize the way we do things. You mentioned earlier that FBOs, uh, and I think our industry in general is kind of slow to adopt new technology. And we feel like we're, I feel like kind of from a business practices perspective, we're about a decade behind the rest of the world. Right. You know, other industries that are, are doing things with just-in-time technology, that are doing things with RFID, that are doing things, you know, and leveraging technology for efficiency, we kind of sit back. Um, I mean, even it took a while to put iPads in the cockpits and, mm -hmm. and do things that made sense for aviation. And, you know, we were hauling around paper charts for, I mean, really up until the last couple of years, yep. Yep. Um, uh, you know, in, in the advent of ForeFlight and Garmin Pilot and some of these other products out there have really changed that. But again, it took kind of groundbreaking, you know, uh, companies to go and do that. And change I found that over the years that GMs and, uh, and CEOs of FBOs are really nervous about moving forward with technology. So uh, you're recounting your experience with 10 FBOs people may actually find it's easier to study making the moves because you found it relatively easy it, and vital. It, it, it's vital. I mean, uh, I, I think it, going back to what I said a little bit earlier, I mean, the labor market is not going to get better overnight. Um, so the only way to deal with that broadly is through efficiency. And efficiency is gained, in my mind, through technology. And so you have, I mean, we have to look at that. We have to look at, Let's put it another way, I mean, so we've adopted uh, some of the remote control tug technology as well. It's talking about that from a technological perspective. That's new. It's a little innovative. People are a little scared of it because it's not your traditional, you know, tug and tow bar or even your traditional tow bar list, but you've got a remote control. Um, we have uh, adopted that, used it. I believe it has increased our hangar capacity by about 20 to 30 percent, which again, that's efficiency. That's serious efficiency. Serious yeah. efficiency from, a, from that. It's safer, and I can prove it. Less hangar rash. Less hangar rash. And it, it allows you to, to watch better. Our, our teams actually, it, it, there's actually less occupational hazard with it. It's less bending down, strapping stuff in, because it's all, uh, at least the, the technology we use is all by, you know, a remote control. So that you don't have to bend down, strap something in, hook up a tow bar, you know. In the rain. In the rain, snow, et cetera. 
Um, and so it's just another example of at least our attempt to use technology to improve the business. Um, and we think that it's, uh, you know, I, I haven't, you have to be willing to try new things. You have to be willing to sometimes say that didn't work and try something different again. Um, and if you've got an openness to being willing to be wrong, which I hope as a leader, you're willing to do that, you know? Oh yeah, that, that happens. <laughs> uh, if you can admit when you're wrong and change directions and be humble about it, then I think you've got the ability to uh, try these new things. And so that's, that's the approach we've taken and uh, think that it's, uh, at least for us, it's been successful. So, well, Sean, always a pleasure to talk to you. I always enjoy the chats. Joe, of course, always a pleasure. Here's to continued success for you guys, and uh, and we certainly look forward to a long and um, mutually beneficial relationship. Absolutely. Appreciate Thank the you opportunity. very much for your time. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. Fantastic. Sounds great. All right.